0: Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget.
1: Welcome, everyone. And do excuse me for being slightly distracted here. I am looking at the book here in front of me. It's a big book of erotica, The Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica. And today, my guest is the editor of this big book of erotica, Rose Carraway, and I believe, Rose, you're on with me right now?
2: Yes, I'm here. Hi.
1: Hi. Thank you so much on short notice for being able to join me.
2: Not a problem. It's good to be here.
1: Well, I have to tell you, one of my first questions is invariably, so, Rose, how did you get into editing erotica because i know from your background you also you write in a number of different areas in in horror fantasy romance so suspense which i have to tell you i will have to ask questions about that because i i did see those themes throughout these different stories so how did rose enter into the world of a, of editing erotica
2: Oh, that's a great question. I was actually contacted by Brenda Knight
1: over um, mm-hmm. at
2: CLEAS Press. Mm-hmm. And um she saw what I was doing with my Kiss Me Quicks podcast and my sexy librarian podcast and she thought, Oh my gosh, this would make an excellent um anthology, your style. And so we kind of put our heads together and thought, yeah, we need to come up with a library of erotica, and it just kind of snowballed from there into this awesome book that we have now.
1: Well, when I looked at because for um, uh, my listeners, Rose has a um, the Sexly Librarian blog cast, uh, uh, the KissMeQuicks.com, and I did see that a lot of the... Off- who are contributing to your big book of erotica? You have them interviewed on that, on your um, your iTunes broadcast.
2: Yes, yeah. What I wanted to do because I am um, as much of a fan as the listeners of my Kiss Me Quick Uh, podcast are, and what I wanted to do to kind of go the extra mile for all of these authors who put so much time and creativity into their writing, I wanted to introduce them to the world as best I could, rather than, you know, the regular blog thing. I wanted to actually talk with them kind of Mm one-on-one, and it worked out so well, uh, you know, we got to go into their writing styles, and then I just really got to know them. And and I really feel that, you know, in that, I got to develop wonderful relationships with all of these people. It's been a fantastic ride getting to know them.
1: So when did you first start putting this together with Clea?
2: The book started going together last year. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be, it's a full year here in August. So um okay. it went it went together over a year ago um and what I wanted to do is find authors that I really loved to read and that my listeners really love to hear from and get them together in a book and then find whatever new authors that I could also because I know that a lot of newbies out there are just as good and um man I really think I lucked out um, <laughs> but it, that's kind of how it <laughs> That's how
1: it kind of started?
2: It is, yeah. Now, yeah, like, what... Go ahead. Oh, I was just the, the stories that I wanted were stories that I would put on the show, you know, that I knew would be guaranteed gold for people, that they would truly be entertained by.
1: Well, I have to say, I've read, you know, a fair amount of erotica, and... One of the things I I will admit that I do enjoy is an erotica anthology that has different tones to it Mm -hmm. and that has the different voices. And as you write in, you know, your intro for The Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica, um, that, you know, you were fearlessly searching, expanding your search to wherever your carnal nose may lead you, and... What I loved is there's the, the gentleman person who did the um, uh, forward, Bix. Is Bix male or female?
2: Bix Warden is female. She, she's okay. an actual librarian. She's fabulous. <laughs>
1: okay. And she's, I love her comment. The best thing about being a librarian is that you don't have to know everything. You just have to know where to find it.
2: Yes. And yes, you know, she absolutely. said, in the
1: age of Google, you know, you can get a quote from someone, and Google will give you ten thousand. But a librarian can bring you right back to the correct one. So
2: it's so true, yeah.
1: So when I, because there's times when, I, and what I also like about the erotica in this book, in in this anthology, is that it's nice, you know, it's not angry, it's not, you know, someone who's, you know completely, you know, a disturbed individual.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to be honest. I'm not opposed to the disturbed. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I did. I, you know, the, the key for me personally and for my husband is variety. You get tired and bored and you lose interest in the same old, same old. So, you know, and I know that there's a lot of wonderful anthologies out there that have a very strict, theme, but my Mm -hmm. strict theme is actually not strict at all. I wanted everything, anything, all of it, the best that I could gather, and I feel very lucky because I I really got a complete library, uh, you know, complete with the card catalog, you know, before Uh, every story, so everybody gets to know exactly what they're in for.
1: Right, so as, um, what was her name, as Miss Manners would say, gentle reader... As an example, <laughs> there's one that's called Sensate Silicone, and the author is Lillian Douglas. Category is science and technology. Now, these are, this is how, so you can find out exactly what you're getting in the theme of the story before you even read it. So it, the subject is sex toy, laboratory, and then female male um, menage. So menage à toi. Now mm-hmm. I had a couple of questions for you that because okay. I, um, some of these things, you know, it's not my area, but you know, I can always ask questions. What is a Shibari girl? Bondage?
2: <laughs> Yay, that's how it's Shibari girl from one of my favorite authors, Tamzin Flowers. Um, shibari is Japanese rope tying, and mm-hmm. Tamzin created a character, a superhero female whose superpower is not tying and she goes around saving the town from, you know, the villains and she can she can uh quickly, swiftly tie them up and leave them dangling for the police to get later. It's such an <laughs> awesome story. Everybody loves that one. It's it's very funny, it's very lighthearted, very tongue in cheek and um, very sexy. It's very fun. I love it.
1: <laughs> I love that what the first line is kind of like Did any of you drop this? <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> the question of the the little
1: you know, from what was the the place that they're the Japanese knot girl, but it was like the club that they'd they'd go to who gouged it out. It was from the Peachy Club, that's it. <laughs> yes, the Peachy oh,
2: Club. yes, yeah, she was at the club. Uh huh. Oh yes, yeah, she's she's very good. Very good. Oh, yeah. So
1: I and what I liked was it I mean I could tell that given that you have such a broad range of writing and you know, interest in literature and reading, that there were many things in these that had more of a sci-fi, that had more of a twist to what was going on than most erotica that you would see or read.
2: Yes. And um, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, they're like the in Lauren's journey, the stasis suit. Aha! Uh-huh.
2: Yes, B. L. King, yes.
1: Yes, the and the clinical orgasms. So describe that one, because here's, as I understand it, here she is. She is basically being used to test equipment and to make sure that the equipment is working. So they've got her, and the stasis is the thing that keeps her suspended in air, correct? It is.
2: She is suspended yes and she's in this suit and she's actually traveling to a new I think it's a new planet um, with a ship full of other passengers and they're all doing the same thing but it takes several years to get there and so in order you know people travel better when they're um, just sedated and while you're sedated um, while you're sleeping in the in the suit, um, you need to be stimulated. Otherwise, your muscles will atrophy and, you know, <laughs> things will go bad. And so I love D.L. King. Oh, my gosh, it was so great because she kind of stepped out of her usual submission and domination style and went for this kind of a clinical way, and I really adored it. Um, so, yeah, L- Miss Lauren is um, getting set to travel and um, I just thought that the lead-up was very, very good, and it kind of leaves you there with, you know, you're you're in this suit, and you're going to be sexually stimulated. We need to keep that brain active, and if the brain is active, then the body will follow, and I just love mm-hmm. that concept, because I believe that that's how we are as people, especially with erotica. You know, mm-hmm. we're so busy now. We've got this to do and that to do and the kids to take care and blah, 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 that We need to set time aside to read some erotica So, because we may not be feeling, you know, sexy every day. And erotica will help stimulate that and bring it. And then, you know, if your brain is being led, then the body will follow and everybody will have a great time. (laughs)
1: Well, you know what, I, I have to say, Rose, that I completely agree with you. We're coming up to our first break. My guest today Hi. is Rose Carraway. She is the editor of the Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica. When we come back, we are going, I'm going to pick Rose's brain on how she decides what is really hot erotica, because I think that will help all of us and give us an insight from an editor's standpoint. Please stay with us.
3: Overcome the challenges of hidden agendas and miscommunications that create stress and a lack of productivity. Project management expert Norm Prevost and connection expert Heather Hanson O'Neill will provide you with a consistent infusion of inspiration and team strategies. In addition, your hosts will invite knowledgeable leaders to inject different viewpoints, situations, and solutions for an all-encompassing perspective on achieving winning team performance. Spend one hour each Friday transforming your mindset and increasing your skills. The Inspired Team Leaders Show, your path to innovative ideas and action items you can implement today. Today. Create a more productive team and feel amazing in your role. The Inspired Team Leader Show, heard every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time on ABRN, the all-business radio network.
0: Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo? That only you do, because Lisa steadman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of WooHoo Inc. and the WooHoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do. In love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time only here on the Woohoo Radio Network Welcome back to Sex Talk
1: Big book, big book of erotica. And by the way, Rose, at one point I did think that I'd like to do an MLS, a Masters in Library Science, because I love books. <laughs>
2: but <laughs> yeah, needless to still. say, needless
1: to say, I did not go there. Um, so, and and just before we you know took the break, we were talking about how if you do get the brain involved, the rest of you follows, and what we know from. Uh, sex education from a sex therapy standpoint for many people for both women and men it is when you are starting to do something whether it is reading erotica whether it is being in action that's when the desire cycle clicks in so this thing about we have so many things in this world right now that pull us away from connecting or from our sensual selves or our sexual selves or our fantasy selves and as you said you know when we just went to the top of the break that you know you can be listening to your, the um your the sexy librarian broadcast the kiss me quick dot com though one can you know, be listening and know, it's private it's up to only you so here i'm going to come in with where and how do you use your editor eyes to determine what it, what you're looking for? I mean, is it your own turn on? Is it someone else's? Is it? Do you <laughs> let, let me? Know. Do you have like a screen like in a screenplay? You know, you plot out each one of your scenes. <laughs> do you have do you have like a big huge post-it notes that you say, okay, I've got one BDSM here, I've got this here, I've got the mythology here, I've got you know. The superhero shibari girl here how do you pick and choose because you've got a lot to choose from
2: oh my goodness i in the creating of this book i did have a lot to choose from that was the hardest thing uh mm. to be honest was was to say uh, i have too many of a, a certain category and i can't take them all because variety is the key in the book and you know you, you've got you can only have a couple so That was the hardest thing. Um, I am very close, I have a very close relationship with Post-its and Sharpies. Um, and I, I seriously, if it's entertaining, if it entertained me or even my husband, I'll ask him, I'll, I'll ask him, you know, because he's got a great male perspective that I like to bounce ideas off of. Um, Mm -hmm. so he's also a good resource for me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I look for, diversity. I look for variety. I look for creativity and humor and just something that might challenge me or something that makes me feel good or something that I know my listeners will really enjoy because I've gotten feedback from other stories that I put on my podcast. They Mm -hmm. will respond to me. And so I keep those notes and I go, okay, I get the best response from people who like this type of Story, and the most important thing is that they don't want to be treated like children, and they get tired of cookie cutter styled stories and uneducated and kind of mm, is this something that doesn't have anything to offer? You know, I've read that already. I've already everything has kind of been written, but it really hasn't because the, the authors come back with these little twists. And these little turns and this, this little new flavor and I I mark that as a yes a yes a yes and um it's it's so exciting to find out what people can come up with it really is.
1: In okay, what your most what do you find is the most popular theme? Because when I look at erotica, when I read erotica,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and people are asking me about it. What I look for is the theme of what the fantasy does. Is this person, and I remember having a woman on who was, how she discovered she was into kink is when she started reading Kinky Erotica. And she said it hit her so hard out of left field because this was such a major turn on for her. Mm -hmm. And so what I say to people is, listen, if you want to know where your real interest area lies, Read some erotica. Look at this stuff and see what might turn you on. But what I also look for is many times for women, it's how incredibly desirable they are, that's their fantasy, that they are irresistible. Or for the men, it's how much they can create, how much sensation they can create for a partner when they're in their fantasy mode of what they want to do with a partner.
2: Yeah, I think um, whether you're male or female or anything in between. Yeah, or you fluid you're, wherever. Yeah, depending on what you're reading, what the character is representing for you, it's, yeah, it's definitely your reaction that you get. Um, but I don't, like part of me, and I tell everyone this, is it almost doesn't matter who the characters are. It's if the situation is keeping your brain active, not treating you like a child. If it's actually maybe pushing your boundaries a little bit, but keeping you safe simultaneously and not insulting you um, and, and actually making you feel a real live reaction. It You know, pow, it's shibari girl. There are no superheroes out there, but that empowering <laughs> female position to mm-hmm. go, okay, I can take a dude who will let me and tie him up, and then watch his face—that change that you'll see in his face as he's looking at you and receiving your power. That right, that is indescribable. And I think that there are so many talented authors out there that can capture that, and they don't even realize it. You know, that might not be what they were going for initially, but that's the reaction that they get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there are many stories out there. You know, Rachel Kramer-Bussell is really good at this. Um, she's mm-hmm. edited, like, over 60 anthologies and written tons and tons. Her story is just a plane ride, a dude that her character met, and she's mm-hmm. totally involved. But there's something about that meeting. You know, you make that eye contact. You meet someone that just within that time span, you're on the this same this level, You're talking about sexually.
1: the book swap, right? The book
2: swap? book swap, yeah, the very first yeah. story in this experience, right. Big Book of Erotica, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, these powerful emotions that the stories can build, whether they're, you know, sci-fi or uh, superheroes or, you know, The Office, yeah, well, let's see, Supernatural or any of that stuff, any of those things can surprisingly touch you, but you don't know until you crack the book and start reading it. Um, If you have a proclivity for, let's say, horror like I do, then, you know, you're automatically in. But I think that that was kind of what I wanted to, the step I wanted to kind of skip with the library cards was to go ahead and give people, this is what the story's about, and Mm -hmm. here are some of the things that it will contain. You know, I love stories that bring humor just as much as I love stories that will bring, you know, the ghosts or the BDSM. And um, you know, there was one story in here that's um an office hookup, you know. Um there's the the woman who's seen this character every single day. She's worked with him forever and ever. And finally the story leads up to where a previous relationship breaks and then She's turned on by this guy who she wouldn't ordinarily be turned on by. And I thought that that was very powerful because, you know, you live with people, you work with people day in and day out, and suddenly circumstances might change and you'll look at this person in a new light. And I I think that that's one of the helpful things that erotica will help bring to people. You know, it doesn't matter who the people are. It's, it's, the environment that they're in, that you're in at the same time. And I think that erotica helps open that up a little bit.
1: Um, is, is that the story with the with the person who was deaf?
2: Yes. Signing? And, and okay. the male character. Yeah, the male character. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. He happens to be uh, deaf. And I thought that that was, mm-hmm. that was an interesting twist. You yeah, know, it's kind of like she's, with...
1: she's signing to him. and exactly
2: Right, it. yeah. It, it's a completely, wait, this isn't an erotic, you know, they're not – Teasing each other with erotic hand signals, but you know the situation. It was it was the environment, not necessarily, you know, the um, the handicap, if you will. Um, Right. But just it created
1: a different a different way of them relating.
2: Yeah, and that was
1: very special between the two of them.
2: Yes. Yeah, and I, you know, I know that there are so many authors out there who who try to stay away from cliché. But um, you know, if the if the words are put together really, really well, then cliche works. You know, I've got The Skilled Technician by Kate Maxwell. It's mm-hmm. I've got it under maintenance and repair. Um <laughs> and I just said the subjects are muff, snatch, and bearded clam. I mean those are absolutely hilarious words to include in a neurotic story that you want someone to take seriously. But it worked and I loved the idea of bringing that in into the book, I just thought that it worked really, really well because I think you need to have fun with erotica. It's not it's not always dark and you know or scary or well, right. right and, and, it, and, and right. right and it
1: finishes with you know haven't we already been formally introduced? You know, my name yes. is Greg. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. And <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, but what you know, we're going to be, we've got about another minute before our our next break. What mm-hmm. I'd like to go into is, you know. Is it the most popular that, you know, it's not the number of orgasms. It's the style and the technique that is a new twist on how they deliver this information. You know, there really only are, you know, approximately five to six different positions. Everything is a variation on a theme. And the ability to stimulate things, is, it's how you stimulate them. But the thing that erotica does for most people is it hits mm-hmm. an area, and when you get your brain involved, the rest of your body follows. Now, mm-hmm. I see that you saved the last story for one that you wrote. And when yeah. we come back, I'm going to have Rose Carraway, who's the editor of the Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica, and I believe your story is called The Mating Chamber. Please stay with us, and we'll talk about The Mating Chamber when we get back. <laughs>
4: We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature's Spiritspeak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Show me
3: the money! Okay,
4: we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Togenet. Welcome back to Sex
0: Talk
1: We have on Rose Carraway, who is the editor of the Cleese Press uh, book, The Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica, which is, in essence, an anthology of fabulous different types of erotica. And before the break, I said that I would have Rose talk about her story that she put in here called The Mating Chamber. Category, Mating Customs. Subject, Shackles. Two, breeding. Three, matriarchal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: crazy. And you've oh got Queen, you've got, <laughs> you know,
1: you know you got Queen Teshi and, you know, Shia and you've got all of these. <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, I, they, you know, let me just say, it was a tongue twister to narrate this thing for the audiobook. It's not quite out yet, but it's going out. <laughs> it was like, oh, my gosh, why did I write all these? Well, there's a reason. <laughs> I wrote The Mating Chamber for several different reasons, and there were many different influences. But the first influence was the Shirley Jackson short story titled The Lottery. I don't know if any of your listeners have read that. I'm sure that they have. But it was the story of this town who had a yearly lottery, and everyone in the town would gather at the top of the hill, and then they'd reach into this black box and pull out a piece of parchment, and whoever got the black circle was stoned to death. And it left such uh, an impression on me when I was in, I think I was in seventh grade. or I was very young, and I thought, oh, my (laughs) gosh, this is so creepy. And then, you know, my my brain was turned on very early sexually. And one of my first um, turn-ons was watching the Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer movies, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I know it's totally embarrassing, but I cannot help it. The rippling muscles were uh, eye candy, and I loved those. Well, that's what it was. It was. The mating chamber was essentially that, only I really, really – loved and admired Grace Jones in the Conan movie. Um, I thought she was absolutely beautiful and I kind of wanted to be like her. (laughs) I want to be the badass with the bow staff and maybe wear the little fluffy tail too, you know. And I just thought she was beautiful and I loved her power. And so I thought, okay, I want the Grace Jones to be the main character and then her capturing um, a a, a Dalkivian, a big, powerful Arnold Schwarzenegger type and by the way, she lives in this matriarchal society, mm-hmm. in the way from the world. and their lottery is a little different. You grab your parchment, and whoever gets the key gets to have sex with whichever man, whichever donum is up on top of the hill behind the queen. And uh, for purposes of mating, you know, they need more daughters. And um, I just had so much fun with it. I love that the idea of powerful women, Get to control, likewise powerful men. Um, I really enjoyed that.
1: And the the queen being so, the queen is Grace Jones.
2: The queen is Tashi, the main the main character. Um, The queen is actually, I think I named. Oh wait, let me see. Yeah, Shresha. Shresha is the main character. Yes, and Queen Tashi. I think I named her after one of the characters. Uh, from the lottery, I, I kind of used a little part of the name. I think her name was Kessie or something like that. hmm Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the story actually was probably twice as long before I whittled it down for the anthology. So it was quite big, and I wanted to put it out on the Kiss Me Quick podcast, but I was like, no, i got to put this in the anthology because um, I know that there are other women who have similar desires as myself. So it was fun. It was exciting.
1: <laughs> now, how long did it take you to write it?
2: Not very long. You know, what story is in your head, uh, the hand just starts going, and it just flows. Uh, mm-hmm. But the story had been – the story had probably been brewing in my head for a while. And uh, You know, you just jot notes down, and then I thought, okay, this is the time. This is the place to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, let's go to the uh, – Three-legged, is it the three-legged stool? Janine Ashford. Three, three, 3 legs. Leg- oh, pardon me, in three-legged in the evening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. There we go. That is my Greek, that's from my Greek mythology section in the library of erotica. <laughs> right, and
1: actually in the categories here are category literature, comma, Greek mythology. And then it goes number one, Oedipus, two, breast, number three, the sphinx. Now, I have to ask you, did okay. you use the Dewey Decimal System in order to put these things together for the numbers? Oh, my gosh.
2: Yes, and it took all day long. <laughs> oh yes, my, and my, I asked for my husband's help. He designed the cards for me, um, mm-hmm. and we went, oh, yeah, we, we, the, des- the codes are accurate. <laughs> and if there wasn't a category, so, for example, there is a mating customs category, and so that's what my story went under. Um, so some of them were much easier to find, but others I had to, I had to dig really deep
1: because I remember being told by a guy one time who was trying to pick me up about the Dewey Decimal System when I was skiing, and I just sort of looked at him and went, blink, blink, what are you talking about?
2: <laughs> oh, I just did a reading. I did the Lit Quake in San Francisco, and, oh, I had the room applauding when I, I mentioned, and I have included the, the card catalog cards complete with Dewey Decimals, and they're like, oh, yeah, they all love the, the card catalog. <laughs> it's fun. It's a good time. It's a good time. I might
1: be developing so the, a new kink for folks. You never know. You never know. I know yeah. So, the three yeah. legs in the evening, you had mentioned oh, before wow. we came back. This was like the first one that you chose. Because there's a total, of how many is there? 26? There's 26? 22, I remember
2: 22.
1: right. Yeah. Okay, 22 mm-hmm. different stories in here. And a number of these are people that I did see that you have already interviewed on your TheKissMeQuicks.com, and yes. their story and, you know, what was behind what they were doing. So tell me, what did say was behind when she wrote this one? And why is it called Three Legs in the Evening?
2: Uh, oh, I can't give it away. No. I <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, <yeah>, No. <laughs> well, the riddle of the state. So if anybody is familiar with the story of Oedipus. And they know that there's the riddle of the Sphinx that Oedipus had to solve. Um, right. And Janine Ashbless, uh, bless her heart. Oh my God, I tell you, when I got this story in my little email box, I was a little worried when I discovered I was reading about Oedipus because I, you know, uh, I publishers steer clear of the incestuous stories, and of course, Oedipus is <laughs> quite the the. Uh, the epitome of an incestuous story. So I was a little concerned, but I was immediately sold because uh, Janine Ashcraft is marvelous. The woman. And she's British, isn't she? Together, she. I uh, technically she's in the UK. I can't remember which spot. I think. Okay. so. Uh, okay. I I can't remember. Um, she's UK I, I based. My talking with her. Say that uh-huh. one more
1: time. She's UK based.
2: She's Yes, she is a UK girl. Um, and I love literary erotica. I love stuff that's just colorful and beautiful and pulls you in. You know, like the stories that we were forced to read in junior high and high school, but... When she put the erotica twist into it, oh, my goodness, I was, uh, I was in love with this. And I marked it with my big fat Sharpie, yes, must have. Whether I was able to put it in the anthology or on my podcast, it had to be somewhere uh, for the people to see because it is that good. Um, oh, Yeah, man, that was, yes. that was, I have to
1: say, interestingly enough, that was the first one that um, I saw as well. That was the first one I, when I picked up the book, which I got last week. Mm-hmm. I, you know, yes. And again, it's that, you know, the riddle, what is it that walks on four legs in the morning, two at noon, and three in the evening?
2: Yes. Yes. Um, oh, it, it was so great because as you're reading it, you're going, oh, my gosh, that's just like the play. This is exactly how I remember watching it and how I remember reading it. Except that we get to know Oedipus and the Sphinx a whole lot better. And frankly... I think she did a better job than Sophocles did, to be honest with you. Well, though, Sophocles
1: I and, and, You know, how, how do we know, actually, though, whether or not the Sophocles stuff that we're reading is actually how Sophocles wrote it? Ah, uh, no,
2: he did not write it this way. No, no, no. No, he no, no, no. Way no. <laughs> so, yeah, I prefer now, this version.
1: What I'd also like is for you to be able to give the listeners if someone wants to write erotica, if someone is interested in their own, what would you recommend that they do?
2: Uh, do it. Number one, do it. It's <laughs> if, if in your head <laughs> to do it. Just do it. Just do it. It doesn't matter if it's good or crummy. Get it. Get the word, your thoughts into words. It doesn't matter if the sentences make sense, if they're grammatically correct, boo. Who cares? Get the story, your thoughts, your ideas on paper. And mm-hmm. then go back and fill in any gaps that you see there. And then let someone else read it. I know it's scary. It's horrifying. It's, 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 it's terrifying that somebody's going to know, oh, my God, I have a sexual brain, and I'm putting these sexual thoughts on paper. Well, that person is a sexual person, too. We're humans. We are all It's where we're
1: it's where we come from, Lamb Chop. I mean come on.
2: (laughs) What? No way. Yeah. Um get it on paper. Don't let fear hold you back. It's don't worry about don't be ashamed. Oh my god, squash that with your foot. Just put a big old boot on top of that. Nobody cares. Just do it. You've got to do it. If it's in you, Put it down uh, because Mm -hmm. there are so many people out there that will appreciate it. You know, I do my podcast, everything that I have written for the podcast, all the authors that have contributed stories for the podcast, they all do it for free. Mm Recharge nothing. All the music that's incorporated is all for free. People just want to be heard and they want to turn you on and they want you to be excited. Um, Mm -hmm. it's. I, I mean, the, the the sexual community is, you know, we're, it sounds so funny, but while it is the entire world, there's only a few of us that are openly talking about it, that are openly supporting, you know, erotica and write, the writing of it and, and whatnot. So uh, do it, uh, because there is a huge support system out there. And people who are not willingly saying, I listen to erotica, or I read erotica, doesn't mean that they aren't. They Precisely. Will do they will yes. find you're,
1: it. You're coming to our final break. My guest today is Rose Caraway, the editor of the Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica. And when we come back, we'll get more tips on writing your own erotica and favorite themes.
3: Overcome the challenges of hidden agendas and miscommunications that create stress and a lack of productivity. Project management expert Norm Prevost and connection expert Heather Hansen O'Neill will provide you with a consistent infusion of inspiration and team strategies. In addition, your hosts will invite knowledgeable Check different viewpoints, situations, and solutions for an all-encompassing perspective on achieving winning team performance. Spend one hour each Friday transforming your mindset and increasing your skills. The Inspired Team Leaders Show, your path to innovative ideas and action items you can implement today to create a more productive team and feel amazing in your role. The Inspired Team Leader Show, heard every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time on ABRN, the all-business radio network.
0: Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget.
1: Welcome back, everyone. And uh, coming into the final segment today with a woman who reads and writes erotica. It's Rose Carraway, who is the editor of the Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica. In the last segment, we talked about her uh, addition into it, which is called the the mating Mr. Phoenix, one moment, please sorry <laughs> i 'm having a little issue here with a small cat. <laughs>
2: there
1: we go. Thank you. <laughs> so Rose, before we had the break, I wanted to ask you, you know for people wanting to write their own erotica and when you know when we look at themes. We're seeing similar themes. We're seeing the schoolgirl. We're seeing the, um, what was the Bruce Springsteen song with A Little Girl about the mechanic bringing the car back? I mean, we have that one in the, uh, the, skill the skilled technician. technician.
2: Yes. And
1: yes. so we've got the exhibitionism with the full frontal neighbor. Oh, ah, yes.
2: We've got Lynn Townsend, yes.
1: Yes, and we've got, you know, the perfect massage, which, hello, we had sex in the city, that theme where someone goes and gets taken care of by the masseuse. Ah, doesn't
2: that sound lovely?
1: (laughs) You know, like, you know, hey, listen, men have no problem going to certain places and asking for a rub and a tug. It has to be a certain place, of course, but (laughs) for most women... That's not normally the case.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I like the rub be careful with the tugs. Just be careful with the tugs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. So in the um, shades of desire, yes. you have a the categories there's there's it's called the iconic cyclonic field intensifier. And then we have what's the other thing? The spectral where am I going here?
2: The spectral fingering. Yes. Spectral and
1: fingering. So,
2: <laughs> yes.
1: So, tell, give give people a little bit of little sort of like a little snippet of a teaser on this one.
2: Oh, do you want me to read some of it? No, no. I just want you to describe
1: okay. what is. So
2: this, yes. This story is uh, Shades of Desire by my favorite gruesome darling, Alan Dusk. Um, Fans of the show are very, very familiar with Alan Dusk. Uh, He's a brilliant horror erotica author, and I love him dearly. He's been interviewed a couple of times on my other podcast. We're really good friends. Um, The category for Shades of Desire is steampunk slash horror. and The Ionic Cyclonic Field Intensifier is a little box um, that ah, only uh, assists, the the magical powers of the main character who's a witch and she needs to get her hands on one of these ionic cyclonic field intensifiers in order to bring back her dead lover who died in the war and Mm -hmm. she's, she's not very wealthy she's very poor and so by any means necessary, and I mean any means necessary, she gets her hands on one of these little boxes and what I like about Alan is that he paints Such a dark, intense um, horror story, and he doesn't pull any punches. And so, when I say spectral fingering, I really mean the witch now with this box is able to bring alive her dead lover in a ghostly form, and they Make love before the end of the story. And I can't tell you how the story ends, but before the end of the story, you know, you get the crackles and the zips and the zaps from this spectral fingering. And I just, I love the imagery that he he sets before his readers. It's so beautiful. He pulls you in and kind of keeps you there to torture you a little bit. It's so good.
1: And here's the thing about it. It's, you know, the stories are driven by desire, often love often something that is, I want to have, you know, more of this in my life. Not unlike, you know, movie themes that drive things.
2: Yes, that's, it's something that, you know, genres are so vast and so diverse. And, you know, it's the perfect escapism. And I think that just like when you go to the movies, you know, you Mm -hmm. get to see your action adventures or your tearjerkers or your comedies and the horrors. Erotica can entertain in the same exact way, except it does not fade to black. It totally keeps going. It gives you the sex that you're wanting. You know, it doesn't build it up and build it up and then go, okay, we're going to let you imagine the rest. It gives you some of it, and a lot of it sometimes. And it's just, that's what I really, really appreciate and I completely support in erotica, um, that it doesn't, they don't you know, treat you like a kid, like oh, you can't handle this, so we're not going to give it to you. It gives it to you, uh, mm-hmm. and that's it's It's just like movies, only better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and these authors, these authors are so smart. And I think that that's one of the things that that people don't know fully is that you know they can bring the story of Oedipus to the table and make it sexy. They can really? bring. Yeah, I have to story, admit that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, you know they can bring what do you uh pow it's shibari girls superheroes to the table okay wait they are sexy but they can make it erotically so (laughs) um it's erotica doesn't pull its punches it gives you what you want and Uh i gosh darn it Mm, it's a beautiful thing and I, i i i'm so excited in this day and age where more and more people are discovering this. They're, you know, it's they're holding their books out in public, going, yeah, I'm reading the Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica. Oh, right, well, so the, the
1: book swap, the book swap, the first tale in the book is about a woman reading a book, That then the guy goes, hey, can we swap, you know.
2: Exactly. You're reading, right.
1: you're reading something that's a, a, way more interest to me than what I'm reading, and then the story yeah. unfolds <laughs> from there. Now, also, yes. we have, you know, we've got the schoolgirl things going on, we've got the fairy tale thing going on. We've got a perverted fairy tale.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Which That's the best kind, right? <laughs> really. You
1: know, but, hey, and you know, Halloween's coming up. And what I say okay. to people is if you really want to know what people's fantasies are, watch what they dress up like for Halloween.
2: <laughs> there are... Definitely, a lot of little red riding hoods going on out there. Yeah, indeed, the oh, little yeah.
1: red riding hoods, the little maids, yeah. the little the outfits, and then the guys, the thug, and you know, it. It's when I remember saying like this, Oh my God, I dressed up as a carrot. What does that say? <laughs> oh Write that one down because I'm
2: sure. That I one... said, darling. <laughs>
1: I said, I'm sure you're vegan or something. I said, I don't know, but
2: this <laughs> perverted
1: the perverted fairy tale was also very hot.
2: Yes, it was. Oh, I'm that. You know, erotica allows us to share our mutual passions. Everybody knows mm-hmm. the, the the story of Little Red Riding Hood. Um, right. And that one, you know, if you were to take the actual tale, it's the big bad wolf and the little girl going through the dark forest. And you know, Cleus came back. You know, they said this is a fantastic story, but. You need to be careful with the whole age thing, or the underage thing. And so we did adjust for that. Um, and it brought up a whole bunch of controversy. But the beautiful thing is that erotica is, by nature, fiction. and It's a same, fantasy. Yes, it is a fantasy. And I personally enjoy envisioning Little Red Riding Hood. See, in my head, I'm not picturing a little girl. I'm picturing this bodacious girl with her boobs kind of bouncing and viggling in the shadows of the forest. And then, you know, the hungry, horny wolf looking after her. I go, okay. I want that little, that little snippet later. And it was a very sexy tale. And, um, I really appreciated Emily Bingham for writing it because that is a, a vastly shared uh, erotic tale for many, many people. A lot of people love the pursuit, you know, the young, Oh, I'm, I am not. I'm innocent.
1: Wink, wink. You know, and the big bad wolf. Hey, you, know, yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody here, loves that. You know, here's the other thing that, this perverted fairy tale, you know, like I'm younger. I'm being pursued. He knows what he wants sexually. I'm really a little naive. That is the basis yeah. of the majority of harlequin romances. Okay.
2: It is. <laughs> it's, that you know, is. It's, yeah, and you know one of the. One of the things that I remember reading a long time ago whenever I was kind of learning how to how to form the characters for my own stories was there's an acceptable age gap for your main characters. And it was like you had to be, you know, from 18 to not past 30-something. And I'm going, wait, what? That's not possible. 30-plus, oh, my God, how many women hit their sexual prime in their 30s? You cannot exclude, but, you know, I, I totally get the useful, the useful character.
1: But you know exactly. No, they're just they end up. I mean, and truly, if we want to be really honest, Fifty Shades of Grey is harlequin romance blended with vanilla kink.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, I still. And have it's, that formula, yet it's formulaic. And <laughs> That's I what actually, I heard. yeah.
1: It, you know, I and I have to tell. I know I'm one of the people in my field who has read all three of them. Oh. And. Okay. The majority of people um, haven't and won't, but comment on them all the time. And I said, you wouldn't talk about a movie you didn't see, would you? (laughs)
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, people like to bash it, and I know I understand and I appreciate why. You know, one of the biggest complaints is that it's very formulaic, but there is a formula to writing. And Mm -hmm. um, it was edited poorly. So that's that's the biggest hang-up. But personally, how many people have read that book? Whatever is in that book works for many, many people. Now, well, maybe they read it just so that they could hate on it. I don't know, but it's... Know. Hey, I'll tell <laughs> you. In- to-
1: yeah, it, it, it has opened up a lot more people's eyes to what they might consider, what mm-hmm. they could start discussing. It didn't have to be their behavior. And, you know, in a similar way, Rose, that's also what erotica does for other couples as well. They can look at something and go, you know, this was, this was a turn on for me. Because for most people, whether you, you know, talk about masturbation or you talk about erotica, those two things tend to be very private. And the things that are your main turn ons, most people aren't really willing to share that, which is often why. People will have these things inside of them, but they don't want to share it with people in case someone goes, oh, my God, you know, what's the matter with you? Right. <laughs> when in all yeah. actuality, um, everyone has those, if we might say. Now, we're coming down to our final minute here. Mm-hmm. My guest today has been Rose Carraway. She is the editor of the Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica. By the way, I love the cover. That's quite good. You. Um, yes,
2: I love it, too.
1: <laughs> Yeah, you also have the... Kissmequicks.com, and that's the sexy librarian blogcast. So, you know, you've got you've got such a broad area of interest of writing. In the last thirty seconds, what are you working on now? <laughs>
2: Right now I am working on one of, uh, Rachel Kramer Bussell's anthologies. I am doing, I'm narrating, putting into the audiobook format, uh, her anthology, The Big Book of Submission, and I've got, I think I'm about 40 stories in into narrating that, and it is hot, and I've just wrapped up narrating my sexy librarian's Big Book of Erotica. So that should be coming soon to Audible. So Excellent. keep every, everything-
1: Excellent, my dear. We're going to have to jump here. Thank you so much, Rose, for being a guest today on my show. And we will get this up for you, and we'll get more people reading, coming out, and becoming a sexy librarian themselves. Oh,
2: thank you, Lou. Thanks for having
1: me on. My pleasure. Take health. care, my dear. Bye sexual for now.
2: Health. Bye-bye.
0: Join Lou Paget.